Dan, do you know who we are? I do. We are media fucking <laughs> Woo! men online. Jeremy, look as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Anyone ever tell you that? On today's episode, Bullet Train, 2022, and X-Men, the animated series, 1992. There is a big difference between these two. <laughs> <laughs> they both have uh, yeah. uh, very, but I mean, they have some similarities too. They both have characters that are unusually durable. Yep. Uh, very flamboyant dressing. Uh, yeah. Disrespect of the rules of physics. <laughs> two characters that could f- manually punch their way through the side of a bullet train. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I thought wait, we were at which, some. Bu- mm-hmm. Wait, which bullet train character can punch through a train? Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, a.k.a. Tangerine, he punched his way. He gets kicked out of the train by Brad Pitt, and then he jumps on the back and proceeds to punch his way through the... It's not a window, it's like bulletproof glass, and he's just pu- pounding his way through the back of it to get back on the train. It's like, oh, oh, I see that like the glass was like um, like windshield glass, like made to be able to break for if you got to get out. I guess. I don't think it could. Could anyone punch through windshield glass? Because anytime that thing breaks, it all comes off in one piece. I guess if you're going to get a running start, jump and put two feet through it, you could probably punch a little hole. No, but that shit ah, the shatters. The old Chuck Norris move. Yeah. Have you uh, seen Chuck- that scene with Chuck Norris where he kicks through a windshield? <laughs> no. Ah, uh, man, it's classic Chuck Norris. <laughs> I think it opens on uh, just a new story about a boom snake. All of Japan is scared because they lost a because they lost one snake, which is uh, you know I've seen the news. It's probably a pretty realistic way to they they handle something of that size. <laughs> there are 600 million people around here and one snake. Let's make this the news of the day. First, we see the uh, the father. He's at his son's bedside and the grandfather and they're the son. I don't know if he's in a coma or whatnot, but he was pushed off of a roof and he's still alive barely at this point. And the dad's scolding the son, like, where were you? Why didn't you protect him? I guess. <laughs> but anyways, we'll move on. So uh, Brad Pitt's character is uh, talking to an unnamed woman at this point, who turns out at the end to be Sandra Bullock. Wait, that was Sandra Bullock? Yeah. At the end of the movie. Yeah, she's uh got she's done a lot of uh, plastic surgery. So that was OK. OK, I, yeah. I did not. Right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the, the opening, I was kind of like, what are we talking about here? I guess the snake's going to be here. And then this guy, is this, is this guy what the story's about? Kind of a little, I guess. Yeah, so Brad Pitt is, he's an assassin, but he's kind of a pacifist assassin now, which doesn't really work. So he's on the phone with Sandra Bullock, and he's got one mission. It's to retrieve a case. What's in the case? We don't know. So he goes to a little storage locker and the his common theme is that he's unlucky. So his code name is Ladybug. At least he thinks he's unlucky. There's a story like towards the end that the the dad tells or the grandpa tells where he's like the Ladybug isn't the lucky one. The people around the Ladybug are so. Which that doesn't apply because a whole bunch of people around him fucking died. <laughs> like who in that movie has a better end of the day than him? He's a reverse ladybug, really. He gets the luck and everyone else around him gets the bad luck. Yeah, so. everyone else fucking dies. Oh, so uh, Sandra Bullock, Ryan Reynolds, 
he's I don't know if you noticed him in there, but uh, Deadpool yeah, slash best, Green Lantern. Yeah, this is the best uh, Ryan Reynolds movie I've seen in a while. Since Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, since Deadpool one specifically, yes. Yeah, and uh, Charming Taint Man is in this as well. He's the guy that wants to have gay sex with Brad Pitt, I guess. I thought and, I recognized him from somewhere. Yeah, so what was funny is there's a movie called The Lost City. We never did this on here because I wouldn't have, you know, subjected you to that. <laughs> but uh, my wife wanted to watch it, so we went and saw it. It's a movie about Charming Taint Man and Sandra Bullock going to the jungle. Uh, he, pl- So she's a writer. He's He plays, he's the actor playing the character of her book. And they go into the jungle and he's supposed to be the hero. But Brad Pitt is in that movie for about 10 minutes and he's the best part of the movie. The funny thing is I was talking to my buddy about it. Like, wouldn't that be awesome if bullet train was a prequel to this movie? Like this was Brad Pitt's origin story and the two other people that are in the lost city show up. So, so it was pretty funny. That's it's a, a deep, deep pull. cut right there. <laughs> yeah. If you get a chance, just watch the Brad Pitt scene from that movie. Cause he's like a badass ex military, uh, but current, like hippie guy mm-hmm. but he's still got all of his skills it's it's fantastic so he's like he's easily blowing through all these people just murdering everybody <laughs> yeah it's really fun but anyways back to this movie which is very enjoyable so there's a bunch of people a bunch of assassins on the same train and seemingly all by coincidence but we find out at least at the end of the movie they tied it all up because in the beginning, they do a lot of flashbacks, and this guy does this, and this is why you need to know this person. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of, it kind of re- reminded me of like, you know, those old, uh, what the fuck is the name of that? Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs or something like that, where there's a bunch of little stories going on. Sin City. Sin City is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And then they all tie together at the end. This is what this was, because in the beginning, your your brain's kind of, why did we see this? We'll get to that later, you know, that kind of thing. So Sin Train. <laughs> I, I just realized when I was when you were talking about how everything ties together. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandra Bullock's character is a fucking disappointment. Like her whole thing is like she runs the operation. Like yeah. she's the voice, the person behind the computer. She didn't know that like the entire train was bought out by one mobster. How did she get tickets to a train that was bought out? How did she not notice like that like the train stations were strangely empty now? Like <laughs> I thought she was like on a computer, like hacking into cameras and looking up people's FBI stuff. No, no. She's like crocheting and watching Netflix. <laughs> oh, I thought that the when he said he bought out the train, I thought he meant from that point on. Okay, but that's not how train tickets work. You can buy a you can buy a train you can buy a ticket before the train enters the station like it like you can buy a train ticket for next week or the week before or the week before well after you can't buy you can't buy a train ticket for two weeks before next week unless they're all sold out no no that's not um yeah right but that means (laughs) how did she get a ticket well he she got a ticket because the guy's whole plan was to get bread yeah yeah but how did she not like wouldn't you like look up the information on the train? Like you can go online and like look at a plane flight like, oh, it's flight 117 on American Airlines. Tickets are two hundred dollars. 
maybe click in there and see if the window seat's available just to kind of get a feel for it. No, she's like, oh, I have a, oh, I have this message from an anonymous person and a train ticket. There's no need for me to do any other investigative work. I'm just going to tell, I'm just going to tell, um, uh, Brad Pitt to stop worrying about everything. It's fine. Why, why are you asking so many fucking questions? Just, look, just turn on a podcast, go get the case. Is the mobster's whole plan was for him to get into the train. How did he know Brad Pitt wouldn't get off the train? Good question. He got stuck on there by coincidence, right? Yeah, just because the wolf showed up at the right time. It's the only reason he was still on it past uh, the second stop. Yeah, that train's got like 90 doors on it. He could have gone any direction and not run into the wolf. And how did he know that that guy couldn't just get past the wolf? For all we know, he could have just judo flipped the wolf and been like, oh, man, that was scary, and just run away. Then the movie would be called uh, Escape from Tokyo instead of bullet train <laughs> i'm a hundred i am a thousand percent down for a sequel mm-hmm. where um he has a, a net where the mobster has a nephew that's like trying to get him helicopters you know full-on grand theft auto oh it's the the japanese version of uh die hard 3 <laughs> where because in die hard 3 it's the brother of the guy he throws off the tower in die hard 1 and he makes him like go through Tokyo, him and his uh, his black friend. <laughs> oh, there you go. Lemon. Yeah, we get we got a Sam Jackson substitute. I'm sick of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking train. <laughs> My wife made that joke the second time I saw this. She's like, oh, snakes on a train. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So the movie has, I feel like, too many coincidences to run them down. And the more I think about it, the more it falls apart. Like I like I spent the whole thing whole time wondering like why doesn't this mobster's son have any security in the hospital because like that bald ominous guy sitting there just fucking staring at the kid like some sort of combination between a cannibal or a Catholic priest like he's just he's just he's just fine there like no one's asking him sir sir like there's no <laughs> this hospital doesn't have enough security for a regular just to keep the pain meds away from junkies right and you think at the very least he would go into the room. The kid isn't waking up, so at least look like maybe you're a freaking uh, relative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's staying yeah. outside but the like, door for two hours. <laughs> we find out at the end that there is security on that in the in the uh, hospital because when he goes to kill the kid, like he gets murked. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, when you're guarding the grandson of a, of a mobster, like you're not just gonna fucking like wait till the last second i'm I'm taking that guy down three blocks away if i can i I mean he's not exactly you know being stealthy yeah what he's wearing a three-piece suit in a hospital how many people are doing that like and to set that up the dad we talked about in the beginning he is lured to the bullet train by saying i pushed your son off the roof he received a note i'm in seat whatever e3 and he shows up and there's a little girl there and of course, he doesn't believe the little girl would have pushed her little boy off the roof. So she tases him and she tells him she has a she has him set up because she has this I, whole elaborate plan. I, th- I think to, it's more that he's like really surprised. Like if you yeah. like like he might be looking like if it was like a a Japanese girl, he might have like he might have stabbed her. <laughs> what? what? I mean, I mean, why not? Like, I, I mean. I mean, maybe and he'd be like, oh, yes, the daughter of the mobster stab. But like he wasn't expecting a white chick. Oh, well, the daughter of the mobster. <laughs> I mean, the mobster's white. So, I don't... yeah, but he didn't know which mobster was going about. He, I mean, yeah, the white death is like reclusive. So he doesn't he might not even know who that is. 
I mean, the word, the name White is in there, so that, that kind of takes yeah. away from my argument. Oh, yeah, Lemon was all over that. I only counted four times where he, you know, it's like, oh, this white boy is, uh, I love little <laughs> white girls when they cry or something like that. It's like, ugh. <laughs> oh. How did you uh, like Lemon's obsession with Thomas the Train? <laughs> I loved Lemon and Tangerine, except for the things I just mentioned. I, I did. Mm. I enjoyed their banter back and forth. Tangerine was my favorite character in the uh, in the movie. You think it would have been better if like Tangerine had been like, oh, I like little black girls. That would have been fine, right? <laughs> uh, well. I don't think he would have done that. <laughs> He's not obsessed. I mean, he uh, could be. Mm. But, uh, you know... <laughs> I just to... watched a two and a half hour movie where he wasn't, so I'm gonna go with no. And now he's dead. So, uh, Lemon, the luckiest man on the planet, he's launched from a a train going 200 miles an hour into a uh, waist high body of water and survives. So, yeah, uh, he, uh, he also gets shot and like, didn't he say he wasn't wearing the vest? Yeah. And then he gets shot. It's like, oh, but I was wearing the vest. I, I lied to Tangerine because I guess that's the banter. I don't know about you, but the contents of the briefcase, which this whole thing is based around, was disappointing. I thought it was going to be something cool. I mean, money is cool, but mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be some weird device or something. But it's just a pile of money. Like a poison boxing glove, like on one of those little stretch out arms. Yeah, or like some sort of documents to murder a politician or something you know something so yeah something that would like turn the story when you opened it up yeah exactly they have it seems like it seems like in this world luck is like something that you can can be measured and counted on like like princess she's like oh i'm just really lucky and like she comes back to the train as soon as the case opens up i mean no yeah because she has the guy who's being blackmailed over his son for no reason (laughs) like trying to open the case by going through the numbers one by one. And she comes back to where he's trying to open it up as soon as it opens up. The fact she planned on it means it's not like Brad Pitt's character is like, ah, bad luck when you see something happen, but she's got it like calculated. Right. She's like, she's in there like buying lottery tickets on the fourth of every month. Oh, I wanted to bring up the murder spree of Tangerine and Lemon where they're arguing they're sitting there with the mob boss's son and they're arguing over how many people they've killed. So instead of them just kind of boringly, you know, arguing back and forth, we get a flashback to where they're murdering everyone and counting. Yeah, the, the, the flashbacks are not like an anime flashback where you see what happened. Mm-hmm. It's like you see what's happening, but then the character who's doing the flashback is looking at the car- is looking at the camera narrating. And now we have what I did on Tuesday. The other scene that was uh, prominently displayed in the trailer was the quiet car scene. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that, even though like punching should be louder than that lady's OK with. <laughs> I did appreciate how she's just like, could you could you homos go murder each other somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go tell the conductor. It's like he's got other shit to do than worry about your bullshit. I mean, he doesn't seem to have anything else to do. He's try he only has to keep track of nine passengers on an entire train. He should have plenty of time to deal with anything and everything. What? It it, it should. Like <laughs> that yeah. guy's going all he does is punch tickets and like I'm pretty sure all the tickets would could be counted on like two hands. But was the old woman a uh, an assassin? 
Gilliman, no. That's why I was saying, like, and especially... How did she get a ticket? Yeah, there's one point where there's a mascot on one of the middle cars, and it's doing all this mascot-type shit when Brad Pitt's going through, and it tries to steal the the briefcase. There's all people in that car. So I'm, I'm positive that maybe he, uh, I don't know, he's got connections. Yeah, maybe they were, like, paid actors. Like, that's why... She's doing that. He's like, okay, they're going to get into a fight at 3.47 p.m. You're going to shush four times. They're going to mind your own business. Then you're going to shush them one more time. Then you're going to get out. And then she know. gets and then she gets assassinated because she saw his mask. And that, that guy that plays the wolf, apparently he's like a singer or something. I thought he was going to last way longer than he did. But he and Brad Pitt fight for a very brief time. He's avenging the massacre that happened at his wedding where everyone's bleeding out of their eyes and puking blood, which is delightful uh, to see. But the way he dies, he walks like someone who thinks a badass would walk. He tries to walk so hard. Because that's what someone who isn't badass thinks a badass person walks like. Going so hard, it was like, this is kind of embarrassing. But um, the way he dies is he throws a knife. Brad Pitt blocks it. (laughs) Ricochets into him. And then as he falls, he breaks his neck on the case. (laughs) Yes, it's a little extra there. Yeah, so like the, the theme of the show is basically Brad Pitt is running into all these crazy coincidences, murdering, uh, murdering people by accident. Cause they're trying to kill him. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think he ever tries to kill anybody. He's like, he, he, he go, he's going out of his way. He's like accident. He's like Batman, but like it, it works out like it really would <laughs> where everyone dies, even though you're not, Oh, I just wanted to throw him off the building by his neck. I didn't think he'd die. <laughs> yeah. His whole gimmick is uh, coincidences like the Hornet. The woman who thinks swearing is like the coolest thing says bitch about, I don't know, 14 times in, in her three minutes of screen time. But Oh, yes. You mean John Kinko Pinkton. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like think of, imagine if Jesse from Breaking Bad was um, trying to kill Brad Pitt, but he yeah. was a Japanese woman <laughs> and seen. <laughs> Yeah, and he only, instead of the 43-minute uh, episode, he only had six minutes of, of screen time. So he has to compress all his bitches in, in that I, short of time. The Hornet dies because she has, her whole gimmick is poisoning people, as we found out at the wolf's wedding. She's trying to stab Brad Pitt while calling him a bitch um, with a syringe filled with the, the venom of that snake that Jeremy mentioned at, off the top. She drops the... <laughs> the needle into Brad Pitt's hand or foot or something like that. And he ends up, does he, Oh, he does kill her. He picks it up and stabs her back. Yeah. And plunges it in. And, uh, but he's not trying to kill her though. He has the venom in him. So he, and so he wants to force her to pull out the anti-venom and then like she goes for it. He takes the anti-venom. Uh, fortunately he doesn't get bluffed out. It was like, what if she had like another needle? Mm -hmm. You could like, ah, here you go. And then use the real anti-venom while he's stabbing himself with more venom. But he gets lucky she doesn't have one of those. Right. It, I, I, re, I really like that scene where like he stabs her back. He's like, 30 seconds. What are you going to do? And she's like sitting there like, uh, shit, thinking. And then she goes for it. She's sitting there like, bitch. I guess she I, I think she'll like, OK, she's like, OK, he stabbed me after I stabbed him. Can I wait until he starts until he dies? And then she's yeah. like, no, no, the venom doesn't work. 
doesn't work like that. I gotta stab myself now with the anti-venom. Yep. And then he steals it. <laughs> steals it, uses it himself, then he's like, oh, you didn't bring two syringes? You gotta be more prepared as she dies slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Most satisfying death in the movie, though. Yeah. Uh, the girl getting hit by the truck is close. I'm that's not gonna a, say one a, way or the other. But... Scene. That is an after credit <laughs> scene. Before you went and watched it again and stayed and watched it because I told you about that, yeah. Was that the most satisfying death in the movie? <laughs> yeah, see, that well, that's why they made her, like, so obnoxious. Oh, no, she gets hit by the truck during the movie. They just show the other angle. You're oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Him driving the truck. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know who's driving it until the post credit scene. I didn't know who was driving it until you told me there was a post credit scene. <laughs> and I don't know how I got out without seeing it because it happens quick. Like, there yeah, isn't... It's only, like... I, it's I like would 45 I seconds. Yeah, I, I usually don't stay because like they put them like so far in the end. I'm like, I'm not watching all this. I don't care how good the scene is. <laughs> yeah, it's like it'll be like two minutes for the first one and then like 15 minutes for the second one. But this one was quick. I don't know how I didn't see it. There's a scene where Brad Pitt it finds out what a bidet is. There's a lot of little shit like that where it's just there's another scene in the in the trailer that everyone saw where. He and Aaron Taylor Johnson are fighting. He ends up getting a bottle of water. But what they don't show you in the trailer is that he asks Aaron Taylor Johnson, a.k.a. Tangerine, to pay for it before he <laughs> uses it to hit him, which is way more badass. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like a $10 bottle of water, mate. <laughs> After uh, Tangerine, my favorite character is the dad of the dad, the grandpa of the kid who's in the thing. He has a fucking samurai sword built into his cane. He's the fucking coolest classic. old man ever. Yeah. I mean, that's like the most um, classic like weapon ever, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> the cane sword. I've seen a cane sword the other way where you you unscrew the top and it's like a regular, uh, not exactly a rapier, but whatever that's called but it, it's like the from the avengers movie uh with not the avengers but a movie called avengers with uma thurman and i don't know how to explain it you unscrew it and it's just like a skinny sword but this came out from the bottom and it was a fucking full full samurai sword so cool yeah he keeps on putting it away when it's like still bloody i'm like how, how do you get blood out of the inside don't you have to clean the blade before you sheath it like it's really it's, it's gonna get stuck now yeah. he's got a guy gonna, I mean, is it like a like a really long pipe cleaner? Oh yeah, a toilet brush. Does he make a new cane every time he like goes out? Oh, that's a good point. That's what they use toilet brushes for, since they don't need them in Japan because they have the bidets. So he uses it to clean his sheath. The train is out of control. Uh, there's there's fighting going on everywhere. Aaron Taylor Johnson, aka Tangerine, has died accidentally. <laughs> We don't know who pulled that trigger, but he and Brad Pitt are fighting over the gun and he shoots himself, apparently. Brad Pitt needs to try and stop the train. How the fuck does he stop the train? I know it goes off the tracks, but how does he slow it down? Oh, um, he smashes the console and then it, and then it stops. Oh, yeah. So it goes it, off. He, I mean, he got really lucky there. It goes off the tracks and like crashes into a city. Doesn't really demolish any buildings, but... They got a lot of work to do. By the way, this movie is extremely graphic, which I'm it's so happy. R, right? Yeah, it has to be. When's the last time we covered a rated R movie? I feel like I feel like um, Marvel has pushed out rated R <laughs> movies. Yeah, like 
we only have three action movies this year, and these are for all for not for twelve year olds. So the rated R movies are now only horror movies. Yeah, I don't <laughs> the know. Good old rated R action movies. <laughs> I guess they were never super common though. Like everyone tries to go for PG thirteen to get the teenager sales. I don't think this movie would have worked if it was PG thirteen. Maybe it wouldn't work as well as it did, but it would have had to go more cartoony with it. Yeah, like borderline kung fu hustle. <laughs> the movie is not as funny as it thinks it is. <laughs> yeah, but the action's really good. Uh, the characters are a lot of fun. I I have a, I had a lot of plot holes about it, which is you know super unusual for me. <laughs> but it was uh, I had fun watching the movie from beginning to end. Yep. I had some popcorn, I had a soda, and I was just delighted. I don't Wonderful. know if it's like like you know, good in the way that like, um, you know, the artistic films are or something like that. But it was a lot of fun to watch and haven't had one of those in a while. So uh, definitely go and watch this movie. If you want to just have a good time, that's that's going to be a common theme. It, it's it's a lot of fun. Possibly going to go see it one last time in theaters because I just I don't know. There's not a lot of movies coming out and I, I like to get a good use out of my out of my movie pass. So. I might do one more. Yeah, but we'll see. I'll say the movie spent a lot of time trying to be funny and it was not that funny. So I have to mark it down a little bit for that. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Okay. Awesome. We're right around the same. Mm -hmm. If it had been as funny as they wanted it to be, this will be a 10 out of 10 movie or maybe a nine and a half out of 10. I mean, I feel like on everything else, I mean, they hit the bullseye. Yeah. It, it was as ridiculous as I wanted it to be. Like all these coincidences and, and yeah. the luck and all that was what I wanted from this movie. So um, for me, it's an 8.7 out of 10 um, <laughs> deduct, deducted for I, w- I would have trimmed the fat a little bit. It got the movie got a little long for my taste. Kind of seemed like it it could have wrapped up a little bit sooner. But that's really about it. And what, what would you have trimmed out like the conversations between um uh Farsky and Hutch would you have trimmed out Brad Pitt's conversations with um with uh, Sandra Bullock like, No uh so towards the end there was a scene where they were following a water bottle around I'm going to cut that completely There was a scene where he's talking Brad Pitt's talking to the grandpa the guy that I really like He's in a ton of movies and I can't remember what he's in but the dude's in so much shit and he's fucking awesome but I would have cut most of that. They were talking for seemingly like five to seven minutes, and I would have I would have given it about two. But mm. just things like that where I wouldn't have cut complete scenes with the exception of the water bottle. I would have just trimmed them down a little bit. Maybe this movie's two hours and six minutes. I would have probably maybe hour 55, hour 50, something like that. And it would have just felt more complete to me. But anyways. Yeah, I mean... A lot of that is, I think, the movie was was the movie trying to be funny. Like uh, yeah. when the old man sits down on the train and just looks at Brad Pitt, he's like, <laughs> "Hey man, there's, there's a whole train here. You want to move down?" Yeah. <laughs> like that scene was very long. I'm like, okay, that's it's kind of funny, but like, okay, the joke's done. Please, please stop. Okay, we're still okay. Now it's over. Yeah. Exactly, and a lot of the a lot of the humor to me was exactly what you said, kind of funny. I did get a couple of LOLs in the movie, you know, I, I laughed a little bit, but it was a lot of like <laughs> like that kind of humor to me. So. I would have um 
I don't, I'd have to watch it again to really know if I would cut down on a uh, grandpa story time or not. Cause mm-hmm. I think the funniest part when he's like, let me tell you a story, but I was like, no, nah, I'm good. It's a very short story. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. So anyway, my son was, <laughs> <laughs> what I would have trimmed is, um, the first like scene or two with our Scarcy and Hutch characters mm-hmm. with our lemon lime duo, if you will. I don't know. I was I was bored of them. Like it, they improved as as it went on, but like they need to get into something other than trying to be funny for those two a bit sooner. I was like, oh man, I'm really gonna be watching for these guys to die soon. I did. I loved their banter though. Like back was, and forth. Like, yeah. Okay, so you liked their banter a lot more than I did. I, I was yeah. not put off by it. <laughs> um, you were an eight. I was an eight point seven. Um, this is my fifth best movie of the year. We have had a lot of good movies this year. So Top Gun, The Northman, The Black Phone, The Batman, and then Bullet Train. It's a pretty solid fucking list. I, I, I got to start looking back through the years of, of movie releases and see if any hold up to these five, because these movies were all fucking a lot of fun. Slash. That might great. be a really might be a. That might have been a, maybe a really good thing to do next time we have a... Uh, I mean, we could do it soonish because we're kind of in a dry spell for movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So IMDb has 27,000 plus ratings for a 7.5 out of 10. Step your fucking game up, IMDb. Slash people who are rating on IMDb. And so half a point off from me. <laughs> uh, we've had five days worth of box office revenue so far for a total of sixty eight million dollars. And so, and the production budget is ninety million dollars. So, oh, wow, within five. Was, oh, man. right. Lower Brad than, than you thought, Brad Pitt right? must have wanted to do this one at a discount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the uh, first five days, they made Brad Pitt's salary back. Sixty eight million. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to I'm going to rewind a little bit. So we talked previously about like uh, or I talked previously. I don't remember if you cared at all about <laughs> how like actors are uh, like sometimes you watch an actor like this, this is this is just the rock at a kindergarten. This is just. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, James Bond is in the old west. Oh, look, the 12 year old that plays uh, Spider-Man yeah. is now playing treasure hunting <laughs> is now tr- is now playing charted. Yeah, not uncharted, charted. Brad Pitt. I feel like I was watching like a different character. Like I was not seeing uh, Tyler Tyler Durden from um, Fight Club mm-hmm. on a train. Uh, I I cannot think of another Brad Pitt role right now because Money he's not ball. always playing the same character. What? None of those are those characters on a train. Right. I mean, he was recognizably Brad Pitt. That's just because you know they didn't do prosthetics or whatever. But like it was. Actual uh, acting, I guess, or maybe they wrote oh, it yeah. that way. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the cause of it. I don't want to. I don't want to like say. I actually saw a clip of um, the Brock, the Dwayne Johnson acting. He was not just. He was not just being a different character. Like he, I think he can act. He just realize he just doesn't get paid to. <laughs> yeah. It's paid. I think they pay him extra to not act, but he can act. But like he's like so visibly him that like no just just get that guaranteed money in there don't go and try to win an Oscar or anything. Yeah, do you think he starts acting and he's he's doing a British accent? They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> this isn't the character we know from 750 other movies. 
That's what he he probably tried to do for that shitty Jungle Cruise movie we saw. And they're like, no, just be Rock the Dwayne Johnson with a sailor hat or whatever the fuck he had. <laughs> I mean, I would really, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you are Rock the Dwayne Johnson, but you also know like an Italian guy from a thousand years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you think like he took that movie like, okay, there's no way this guy can be a Samoan uh, bro. <laughs> like, okay, you're gonna be a Samoan bro on a boat. Like, no. <laughs> Like like in, like when, he, when he's at home alone, he does like the mono he does like monologues from epic movies. Yeah. <laughs> like and frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> They're like, uh, Dwayne, we want you to play this character called Black Adam. <laughs> What's his backstory? Uh, well, he's a Samoan half Samoan guy who used to wrestle. So, God okay. Damn it. <laughs> okay, so I don't know who Black Adam is. Uh-huh. Like I've never read the comic book. He hasn't shown up on the five episodes of Justice League I watched. But yeah. unless he is like so much like Rock the Dwayne Johnson in the way that Professor X was like John Luke Picard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> the movie's gonna be a dumpster. Yeah. I guess that bit is out. Like, no, there there is still acting. It's not all in my head. Yeah. The the movies it's it's not the kids to, it's not me, it's the kids today. They're the problem. Yeah. I agree. And by the kids, I mean everyone who doesn't buy um, movie buy tickets to better movies, right? <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, people they... that buy mo- tickets to bad movies. You, you can do that relationship however you feel. All right. On that note, <laughs> let's move on. Speaking about shit from the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> X-Men 1992. Luckily enough, the first two episodes of this show are a two-part. We usually do two episodes at a time. They're a two-part series here. I remember this show as a child. I remember loving this show. As an adult, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) We have to do the uh, Spider-Man from 1992 as well to see if if that's just as bad. I remember that one being better, but, you know, whatever. So let's get into this one. As Jeremy said, the animation is really questionable. The voice acting. uh, I don't know what Gambit's accent's supposed to be. He's a Cajun guy from New Orleans, but I don't know what the actual actor was going for. Uh, Yeah, what's with his face, though? Like, is he wearing, like, a bodysuit that, like, covers, like, his cheeks? Yes. I've, I've never seen like I have, have can you think of a time when someone wore that in real life because I'd like to see a picture of that because like how do they like they must use like you know the glue that like strippers use to keep the tap like the, to keep the tassels on yes I know that's that the only very way well. he could keep it on his face right yeah what if he smiles does the whole thing wrinkle up but also Jean Grey in the same series has the same kind of of costume she wears the whole face silhouette yeah <laughs> With her hair all jacked, yeah. I'm pretty sure the gambit that I saw in, like, later shows was, like, just a dude with, like, it was a little flamboyant, but he didn't wear, like, that thing. No. So I thought that maybe gambit was, like, um... A robot? Like, like an animal or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, like the monkey from uh, Lion King? <laughs> yeah. Actually, Cyclops has the same thing, too. What is with this? <laughs> I did not notice it. I didn't notice it on Cyclops. I was... Too busy wondering about the voice of uh, Rogue. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, D is sugar looking like a tank running down the street in a bowl of jelly. <laughs> Eating a corn cob through a draw through a garden hose. What you doing? <laughs> we immediately get into the get into it here because this whole first two episodes are <laughs> a foster family has a find out that their kid is a mutant. So what do they do? They report her to the authorities. <laughs> he calls the the government. He calls the government uh, agency. You know, because like he figures they're gonna help her. Yeah. Because they don't know what like they just find out what mutants are. They don't know what mutants are going on. And yeah, he does need to worry about her. She's a teenage girl. She's wearing um shorts, <laughs> regular boots like for hiking, mm-hmm. and then she's wearing a um. If you've seen the show Curious George, you remember <laughs> the man in the yellow hat? <laughs> yep. She has his trench coat. And then she took, like, you know the gloves they used to wash glo- wash dishes, like the yellow gloves? Yeah. She's wearing a pair of those. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's just running around town. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely bipolar. Looking like she got cut out of the video for Dancing in the Streets. <laughs> Dancing <laughs> in the Streets. <laughs> Which was, you know, of course, voiced by the Gambino in there. Gambit or whatever. <clears throat> and then, just out of nowhere, this fucking robot shows up. Because I mean, just full-on, like, not exactly Voltron. like um, It's a 40-foot robot. Is this the first Sentinel we've ever seen? Because everyone's so surprised by it. Yeah, I, well, they say later in episode two that the robots were not supposed to go out until they built a hundred of them. Oh, you're right, yeah. So the robots are a new thing, and whole buddy is that a lot of collateral damage. I mean, you thought the Marvel movies were bad. This thing, it tears up the street, punches a hole in the house, because it, that's the room the girl's in. Like, what if she'd been, like, at her desk when that happened? The bitch is gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then, as soon as he realizes as the robot sees that she's not her in her room, he doesn't check the bathroom or the living room. Like, what if she's in the kitchen making popcorn? I don't know. As soon as he sees her room, he knows where she is. He just he just fucking tracks her now like a yep. fucking uh, sentinel or something like a like, fucking robot or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just he just walks through the wall of a mall like do not be alarmed. Like, don't be <laughs> alarmed. And then my next note is what in the gambit is that a helmet? <laughs> where did he talked about this? I just didn't like I put that in all caps. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It looked like he got dipped in ink up to his eyebrows. Then he wiped off his mouth. <laughs> why does Morph, who is the guy who morphs, why does he consistently laugh like a 90s villain? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, the voice acting is real. It's all over the place. Yeah, there's like a coal miner. There's um the guy who pl- there's the bug from Space Ghost Coast to Coast. <laughs> there's an SNL character playing Paula Dean. Yep, there's Captain America who's Cyclops. Yeah, my my um my my line for the voice acting is dis- disconcerting yet provocative. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from, but I had that written down. I might have mentioned this before we started recording, but Jubilee is talking to Storm and Rogue about their names. Because Storm and Rogue are shopping in the mall as the mm-hmm. Sentinel is destroying everything, looking for this one girl. And they help her out. She's she's complaining about her mutant name of Jubilee, when that's just an abbreviation of her real name, which is Jubilation Lee. I do want to point out that 
as the robot is stomping through the mall, they all, you know, jump into action. Gambit just walks around in his action hero tights. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's a real hit with the ladies because he tells a girl that he likes reading and she's like, oh, we should go bang. Um, yeah. But she's not quite that subtle. <laughs> Storm just makes a tracksuit of lightning. She doesn't take off her clothes and like have a <laughs> and have a, her wingsuit underneath it. She makes it out of lightning. And her other clothes dissolve. How would you do it? I don't know, like cause a dust storm and change in there. There's one maybe, point where maybe I just maybe I just fight the robot in jeans and a sweater. <laughs> just like just always wear like the Chuck Norris high kicks. Uh, the robot manages to like oh, gas the people with sleeping gas. I'm like, he should have started with that. Like that's that's a, I mean, it was really good sleeping gas. They were out, dude. Dude, you don't need a robot. All you need is the sleeping gas. And yep. a guy with black sunglasses. Like, if, if they had had that sleeping gas in Heroes, the whole second season would not have happened. Season one, episode three, everyone's in captivity. There's, they're all they're all sneaking onto the compound where they think she is. And I don't know why it caught me so funny, but it, were, it probably wasn't even intentional with the way this art style is. But Morph is in front of Gambit and he like pushes this tree branch back. And as Gambit walks up to it, it smacks him straight in the dick. <laughs> uh wolverine's claws in this if you compare them to the x-men uh comic book or the movie with hugh jackman his claws are super skinny and it weirds yeah. me out yeah they, and like they glint way too much like he's got like like every time they cross like they create a laser beam and like the um fucking uh screen flare <laughs> straight up straight up star trek skin, uh lens flare i mean after like they get away from the robot, Julie just takes the fucking bus home, <laughs> like like she wasn't being chased by a robot. But the best part is she's walking home, and then it pans directly to her right, where she walked past the house, and then the <laughs> robot just standing there. Like, you just walk past the robot like stealth mode. Yeah, a forty foot robot just kind of just blending in with a brick yeah. house. The purple and pink robot. <laughs> And I have a couple of notes that um, Wolverine can smell lasers. <laughs> yes. And uh, so they avoid a trap by doing that. And Storm <laughs> fucking murders a guy. Yeah. All in the day's work, right? Yeah. But like, I have a question for you. Why isn't Rogue just handling everything? I think this is okay. The next episode is the one where Rogue shows that she's the, is the only character they need. Yeah. She's fucking OP. Yeah. So episode two. They're just running through the compound, just like the second half of episode one. Mm -hmm. um, the commander soldier sounds like he survived throat cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my question. Like, <laughs> is that what the soldier actually sound like? Or was Morph just off his game that day? Because that was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I am your commanding officer. <laughs> <laughs> but Rogue is Superman. Yep. She fucking flies up, grabs a tank in each hand, and throws it into the lake. Beast, who is the intellectual, is trying to erase the files on a computer, like using a virus. Mm -hmm. And Storm just fucking label, just fucking lasers the monitor. It's like, and my my note is, they're in the computer. <laughs> was I think was was it Dumb and Dumber like like they smacking the an iMac trying to get files out of it? Yes, Zoolander. One of the funniest movies to ever exist. <laughs> yeah, it's Ben Stiller and um, his buddy Bent Nose. 
yeah just like smacking the hell out of a um out of an iMac trying to collect evidence on the scheme or whatever mm-hmm. and that's like ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what storm does apparently storm is as smart as uh ben stiller from zoolander oh yeah and then morph dies because he's pushed wolverine out of a blast uh, no i know we need to run that back wolverine yeah his whole thing is that he heals from almost any injury <laughs> yeah and he has an adamantium skeleton the hardest he has an, metal he ever. has a skeleton that is unbreakable and morph who is basically um a rat face version of um monique no what's her name mystique mystique yes monique <laughs> <laughs> Played by Monique. <laughs> that's a that's a different version. Of Look for that in the next generation of X Men. Yep. You just gave him their idea. Imagine the chick from the Fantastic Four trying to tank a blast for the thing. That's basically what happened. Yep. The and president and the president says no more Sentinel activity because one mutant died while they were raiding the compound. Let's point let's point out this happens after. It marches through a mall and tears up about half of a subdivision. But like one shapeshifter jumps into an explosion and they're like, oh, we got to shut this down. Oh, on that, uh, the note about Morph pushing Wolverine out of the way. Mm -hmm. There's this thing where they escape the compound and they come up against the Sentinels. And then the thing, the, the screenshot cuts away to afterwards. It's like, what the fuck is going on? But they they go back and show us what actually happened, which is that uh, Beast gets captured, and uh, Scott and Rogue pull ev- uh, Cyclops and Rogue pull everyone back mm-hmm. against Wolverine's wishes. So there's a weird thing if you ever watch this uh, watch this part where she takes off her right glove to reveal her bare skin to to suck uh, to get wolverine's powers that's that, right she she walked around the whole mall with no gloves or sleeves on like one person bumps into her just getting laid out like the holy spirit oh and and then when they cut back to her she's got her left glove in her left hand her right glove is still on and her left hand is green like this this is the kind of animation we're talking <laughs> well let me talk about what kind of animation we're talking about uh-huh. They then go to the final fight. I don't remember where or how they got into the fight with the Sentinels because like they ran away from them. Yeah. But then like they got into a fight with them again for reasons. In Detroit. <laughs> yeah. And Cyclops just fucking KOs two of them like pew pew pew. I I yeah. like he killed them. And let's just refresh here. Cyclops' power is is if he's not wearing his special glasses. His lasers will he has lasers. Out of that. So if he like didn't have the glasses, he would just be always be lasering. This is not like him doing a special attack or like he didn't charge up his laser like a fucking spirit bomb. He just stopped not looking at them at the robots and KO three of them. <laughs> then Storm kills like 10 of them. Yeah. So Rogue why did we run away? One Wolverine spends like eight minutes stabbing one of them. Um, I don't know why it took him so long. He's 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 the weakling of the group. <laughs> So why did they run away and leave two people? Yeah, why did why did Morph die at all? They should have been like, oh, robots zap. Like, yeah, they just let Morph die. And they I mean, Wolf, I mean, turns out Wolverine was right the whole fucking time. He's like, listen, I'm invin, I'm invincible. I'll run out there. You kill them. This is easy. Let's take. (laughs) 
I mean, and I, I gotta, I gotta agree with Wolverine. Like Cyclops doesn't apologize for command decision. You ran away like for no damn reason because <laughs> it wasn't the end of the episode. It's like that annoys me in anime. It annoyed me in that one too. Like we're we're gonna watch this whole show, and I know damn well you're gonna bitch slap them in the last ten minutes. Pretty much. At least Yu-Gi-Oh says heart of the cards and then draws the right card. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! was going through his bad cards. He has an excuse to win, not win at the end. Pokemon. Pokemon can go fuck itself. Pikachu should have electrocute, electrocuted them at the beginning of the episode. Uh, speaking of, Ash is the worst uh, Pokemon <laughs> trainer ever. It's like he does not take advantage of any type matchups or anything. He just <laughs> uses the same character with the same moves every single time and somehow i'm supposed to believe a pikachu could knock out an onyx with a thundershock come on <laughs> bullshit <laughs> yes that's all i have on um X and another thing no <laughs> <laughs> and we're out <laughs> good good show today Dan. <laughs> yeah, right bullet train watch it x-men 1992 <laughs> depends on I what mean, kind of mood you're in i guess i mean look if this sounds funny like i don't know I feel like this is a show where, like, I don't know how the rights would work. You remember, um, what was it, like, Sci-Fi Space Theater 2000 or whatever? Where, yeah. Like, they would watch it and roast it while they watched it. This would be peak that. Yes. But, like, I don't think YouTube would let us do it, so we're not, we're not doing it. So coming soon, we have more Promised Neverland, possibly the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s, uh, Shanghai Noon with Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson, and Dragon Ball Super Superhero is the name of the new one. That one, that one comes out. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when this releases, it'll be out in two days. That's how time works. All right. So oh, since mm-hmm. we're talking about Dragon Ball Z, I am going to talk about my favorite YouTube series. We got a movie coming out. It's That means you need to rewatch Dragon Ball Z. But no one has time for that shit. That is like 55 episodes of ah. <laughs> Go on YouTube, look up Dragon Ball Z Abridged. They make like they make like the entire Frieza arc about uh, three and a half hours long, maybe two and a half Ooh. hours long. And they still keep the sh- the heart of the show. Goku's still dumb, Vegeta's still an asshole, Bulma's still a stupid bitch. Uh, <laughs> Yancha is still a loser. Krillin's still a loser. The characters are the same. Okay. But it's it is literally it is one of the funniest things on the internet, and it still keeps the heart of the show. Like you still like you still get the goosebumps when like um when shit goes down. I feel, yeah. At least I do. So, you know, I, I love the guys. I think it's um, Three Star Studios. They do a couple uh, of other bridge yeah. series, but Dragon Ball Z is the big one, and that's really the series that made the abridged stuff on the internet happen. Is it Team Four Star? Team Four Star, yeah. Okay. What did I say? I, I said Three Star. Three, three Star is one of the jokes in the show. <laughs> okay, sweet. Yeah, so check that out. Um, yeah, it, gotta, they've got like 65 billion views, but tell them we sent you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 17,391 comments and 27 million views on the first episode. <laughs> okay. Make yeah, sure so, you uh, smash a like on that one. They only have two hundred twenty-four thousand. Yeah, the algorithm's really suppressing this, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, that's one of the things I don't think that show could work now because like they just shut it down with the copyright system. True. 
it's it's a loss. Yep. Well, I don't. I take that back. Uh, Sword Art Online Abridged seems to do pretty well, so mm-hmm. I take it back. It's not just the copyright system; it's my ignorance of the copyright system on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe send me a YouTube link on how to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So on that note, we will catch you guys later. Goodbye.